This is a City of Crestview podcast. Welcome to Season 2 of Civic View. My name is Chance Levins and I'm your digital media specialist here at the City of Crestview. The goal of Civic View is to keep our citizens informed and entertained while maintaining a sense of transparency between you and your local government. And here at City Hall and all across the city, we value that communication as well as civic engagement, and we hope this podcast will continue to be a source of both. So let's get started. Hello, Crestview, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Civic View. Today's episode, we are going to get into um, all things code enforcement, blight, cleanup. We've got a, I've got a few things to talk about today. Um, and to speak about those things, I have uh, one special guest and then a guest that I have on pretty often at this point. So my, my special guest is Sonida Oglesby. She's the, g- give me your title again. I'm not compliance administrator. Compliance administrator, that's right. So, and and that covers many things, but the main reason why we uh, have you visiting us today is because we're going to, you're the code enforcement supervisor. Yes, I am. Okay. And um, so you, you are in charge of our code enforcement ladies who are doing a great job, by the way. And uh, so we're going to have you talk about some of that. And then I also have um, Chief McCosker on, and he's going to talk to us about um, blight and its connection to code enforcement and crime. And then we have a special uh, thing we're going to talk about towards the end of the podcast. So you just have to stick around and wait for that. Uh, Chief, thank you for joining me. Uh, thanks for having me. I had a little teaser there in the intro. Yeah, it's always, it's always, well, I mean, you, you need no introduction, right? So I shouldn't even have had to introduce you. Everyone should know. No, um, I appreciate you both for taking the time to join me today. And uh, so let's, let's go ahead and get started on this. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is, is, is the code enforcement. Um, Sonida, so I, I want to ask you a question. Um, I don't want to feel like I'm putting you on the spot, but I might be a little bit. Uh, so for a, for a little while there, we were short in code enforcement. And um, I know uh, just recently we started having the magistrate meetings again. So um, I guess my question is, at that time, bef- or excuse me, before this time that we're currently in, get a little wibbly-wobbly with the time there, um, what were we doing? I mean, I assume we were still doing some code enforcement, but I don't think it was at the level that it's at currently. That that's that's correct. Uh, we've uh, gone through quite a few changes in the past year or so, and they're positive changes. And we're excited uh, for where the city's going and where code enforcement is going. We have uh, partnered up with the police department and the the building department. And we are seeing a lot of success, and I'm very proud of of where we are today. And uh, this time next year, I'll be even prouder. Okay, good. Well, so that that brings me to a question that I see people, or it's not so much a, well, I guess it is a question, but I see people ask this, they talk about it. Um, We we aren't necessarily just rolling around uh, looking for code violations, right? No, we're not. Uh, we take uh, complaints over the phone, and um, we are proactive also. Uh, some some citizens, uh, when they invest in their property, um, that's their home. It's an investment, and they want to take care of it. And when they have a neighbor that does not take care of their property, then that affects their property value and their way of living. And that's where we come into play. Okay. So we're, I mean, we're, we're aiding our citizens. 
Uh, most definitely. Our, our main goal is to promote and educate the citizens and um, promote the health, safety, and welfare. Right. And, and another important thing to follow that up with, I, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but when, when you're cited for a code violation, um, it's not an automatic you have to pay us a fine. It's not like a traffic ticket or, or something like that. Like you, you get the opportunity to correct um, your code violation before you get fined, basically. Exactly. When we make contact with our citizens, our goal is to educate them because one of the main statements that we get is, I don't know. I didn't know. So our job is to educate the citizen, make them aware that there are codes, make them aware that there is a violation that exists on their property, and give them time to correct that violation. So we'll go, we'll make contact with the citizen and give them a seven to 10 day time frame. It just all depends on what the violation is. And then when that time frame is up, we'll go back out and make contact with them to see if the property has been abated and if the violation still exists. Most of the citizens, once they're educated, they do bring their property into compliance. But of course you have some that do not. And when they don't, we take further action. Right. We we go further down into the process. Correct. Which eventually can end up with them appearing before the magistrate and being fined, essentially. Yes. And then, you know, they have a certain, I'm assuming they have a certain amount of time they have to pay that fine. That That's correct. But, you know, keep in mind, code enforcement touches everybody's life at some point in time, um, and not just in this community, but all over the United States. And our goal is voluntary compliance. Right. If, if, if they need an extra day or two and it's only been a week or so, we're, we're willing to, to help them. And we reach out to other departments or other agencies to try and get help for them. Um, but there are some, as I stated earlier, that just you know, don't want to do that. And when they don't, they do go before the magistrate. And keep in mind, that is like a court hearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, daily fines can be assessed um, on their property, a lien will be pl- placed on their property. And uh, it's really not something that you want to, to have happen when, when we're just asking you to maintain your property. Right. And, and, and it is, that is kind of like the end of the line at that point. And we do, um, I've, I've noticed that there have been, since we've started with the magistrate, I've noticed that there's, there has been a month where, you know, we issued code that are, that we issued violations or final warnings or however it is. I'm not code enforcement. You are, but when it came time for the magistrate hearing, no one had to come because everyone got into compliance that's and, correct. and then we didn't have any issues. And that is, I mean, honestly, that's what we would like to have exactly. every month. Exactly. That That's our goal. We, um, there are some citizens that are happy to see us um, and there are some that are not, but keep in mind, there's more to the code enforcement uh, than just the person that you see with the clipboard. Right. You know, we're there to help and assist and, and bring others in if we can to assist you with um, abating your property. Um, we don't like to take them to the special magistrate. I don't because that's a, it's a lot of uh, work to take them there. And that is the last 
option that we have. But once they get there, we have exhausted all options. Right. And okay, so in helping is part of, you know, why I have a chief here with us. So when we, we talk about code enforcement, and we talk about why we do that, it isn't all isn't all just property values and things like that. I mean, that's part of it. Um, but uh, Blight itself, which is sometimes what where we are at with some of these properties that are out of compliance with code. Uh, Chief, you uh, you can give us some information there about how that connects with with crime itself. Sure, it, it, it's a, um, it's been studied that when people um, don't take care of, of their area, that that it, it attracts more um, more trash gets dumped and, and and more crime starts to happen. And, and so so by showing that the community cares uh, about each other and about the area, what that does is it lets uh, criminals also know that, that there's a certain standard of living here and 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 people aren't going to put up with crime. And and uh, it's one of those things that if we see something where, where somebody's done illegal dumping or, or there's a house that, that just appears like, like they're, they're using it as a, as a junkyard, then, then right around that area, that garbage starts to grow and uh and that's and not very long before we start to have uh, other criminal problems other than just uh trash dumping so so it, it, there's a very strong connection between uh, um what an area looks like based off of uh off of uh, trash and level of care and uh, and crime yeah and and that's something i mean we've talked a little bit about that before um and i you actually uh, spoke about it at one of the previous citizen advisory council meetings that you came in and spoke about and its um, connection to uh, helping reduce crime in areas. Um, obviously, it's, you know, one part of a of a larger picture, um, but it, it makes sense for me when I think about it. You know, if I live in an area that is, and, and we're not talking about, uh, socioeconomic necessarily no, right absolutely not. you know we're not talking about the country club i mean your neighborhood can look nice whether you live in a neighborhood full of just you know starter homes or if you live in a neighborhood full of mansions it can also look bad i've seen neighborhoods that have people out of co-compliance in four hundred thousand dollar homes right i think the easiest example that, that we could uh, use is, is what we focused on last year which is the the uh, graffiti eradication uh, basically what you've seen is this, uh, some graffiti was up for for two three years and we know that because it was dated and, and so we started to do exactly what Sonata was saying this is that we went ahead and we started asking for voluntary compliance hey we've got this graffiti it's drawing other graffiti you know you, you started with one tag on your wall and, and now there, now there's 20. And uh, so, so you know, we, we worked with the businesses, worked with homeowners to, to go ahead and address this. Um, then we, we worked with volunteers to help people that couldn't um, take care of it themselves. And, and then as a final uh, measure, we went ahead and, and asked CO to, to get involved. And, and so we went from having um, about 70 locations that had graffiti onto it to, to down to less than 10. Um, and, and I'm sure all those will, will go away, you know, um, fa fairly uh, soon. Uh, but that's a perfect example of, of, of how code enforcement works. It is we, we started off with, with the voluntary compliance, just educating someone. Hey, this is what the problem is. This is why it's a problem. Can you go ahead and do something with it? And then when, when they said, yeah, I would love to, but I can't because of 
whatever the problem might be, whether it be financial, whether they lived out of state, you know, then we said, well, we can get volunteers and, and we can we can try to work with you on that. And then when we got to the final point where, where it was, we just can't work with the business owner or, or, or someone else, then then we asked code enforcement to, to get involved. And, and, and that's why you've seen such success with that, that program. And it's, good, it's the same with blight removal. Yeah. And it, in, with all things, um, you know, it, it takes time uh, to get – where everyone wants us to have been yesterday. <laughs> I mean, while we are moving very rapidly here at the city, uh, and we are, um, we're still government, and we still have steps and processes we have to go through. And, and to that, I want to I want to jump back to you a little bit tonight and stretch your. Maybe you'll you'll be able to answer this, but we had a um, we had a meeting where um, some ladies came. They're having some issues with some property that are around them, and um, they're you know we we've we've cited the properties. I know one of them actually I've seen has been cleaned up uh, a decent amount since since then. Um, but they they were upset, so I believe it was Tim spoke with them about the process it takes to get to the point where a property is so bad and we've done so much that then we're then going to, to step in, you know, in an extreme situation because we don't want to do that unless we have to. Um, I guess I'm my, for my own curiosity and for the, anyone listening to this, my question is like in a time span, what is, what is kind of typical for how long something like that might actually take? Well, it, it all depends on uh, the, the property and the value of the property. Once a uh, homeowner is taken to the magistrate and fines are assessed, those fines will continue to accumulate daily, and they're pretty hefty fines. At some point in time, the city can actually foreclose on that property. Because the fines surpass the value exactly. of the property? Okay. Exactly. And then you have another situation where the city may go in and clean the property up themselves and place a lien on the property with the homeowner and some homeowners may uh, agree and 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 sign documentation stating that uh, they agree to pay the lien back and um, you'll have some that probably will not do that and then the city will have the option of foreclosing on that property also okay and and you and that kind of goes into what I was going to ask you next. Now, you said there were resources. Chief McCusker, you spoke about that, too. Um, so if a property owner is in code violation, but they want to be a part of making things better, but they can't do that financially, or maybe they're older and they're not able to, this is going to lead into what we're going to talk about later, Chief. Um, also, uh, what what are the steps they would take? Would they contact code enforcement and go, you know, I, I see I have a violation, but I'm having, in, I don't have the ability to fix this. So what are my options? Is that, is that their first step? Well, it, it's, it varies. Uh, most of the time, whenever we make contact with them out, out in the field, they'll let us know um, whether it's due to illness or, or, you know, what have you, uh, you know, that they can't afford to do it. And, and they'll let us know and we'll come back to the office and, and we'll make a few phone calls, send out a few emails, and see if we can get in touch with someone that can help them, whether it's through a charity organization or one of the churches or the PD or the fire department or the building department. You know, we, we just throw all our feelers out there to try to come up with a solution to their problem. We're successful 
and we're you know and sometimes we're not successful right but but we do we do attempt to to help the citizens yeah so our goal is not our goal is not to take your property no no and our you know our goal is to is to just make things better for everyone as best that we can and 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 we are we are civil servants all of us at this table and our goal is not to impose uh, you know, our will onto our citizens. It's to help our citizens follow guidance and ordinances that are in place that we didn't just create. I mean, those were introduced and in, in, in made into what they are. If you've listened to my previous, previous episode, you'll know that it's by your city council who are representatives of you. So this isn't just something we sit around and decide, oh, well, we don't like daisies anymore. So we're going to make it so that people just can't have daisies of any kind in any way, shape or form in their yard. You know, we're not a we're not an HOA. <laughs> no. I, I think that the um, codes that we have in place are they're, they're different than any other code that is throughout the United States. Uh, it's just a basic um, responsible property maintenance, uh, whether it's commercial property or residential property. And it, it's to, you know, just keep your yard tidy and and not let stuff pile up that creates rodents and mosquitoes and you know we're we're with the viruses that have come out with the mosquitoes and stuff it's um it's important not just for you but for the people around you right and and yes i will say this to some people saying it or thinking it the county does go around yes. in in fog but that is that is way less effective than making sure you don't have things with standing water in them. And, and so that's going to lead us right into what we're going to talk about next here, which is going, which is, uh, an initiative that the police department and the, um, our public works, this, uh, city hall, you know, we're all, we're all in this together. And that is, a, um, an initiative that we have that will run through the entire month of April. You know, I'm, I'm not sure when someone might hear this, hopefully they'll hear it uh, before it's over. But um, all through the month of April, we're going to be running an initiative here in the city called uh, Keep Crestview Beautiful. And part of that initiative is, is, um, is cleaning up. And some of the things that we're going to do from April the 12th through April the 24th um, in four locations across the city, we're actually going to supply um, dumpsters for people to be able to bring items that maybe they haven't had a chance to get rid of. I'm going to be honest with you right now. Under my carport, there is a mattress. I bought a I bought a bed, uh, you know, not too long ago. And come to find out, Waste Pro um, does not pick up mattresses, and so I have not taken it to the dump. But that's okay because sometime between April twelfth and twenty fourth, I will be taking it to one of the locations. And those locations are Foxwood Country Club, the um, Old Spanish Trail Fairgrounds, the um, Allen Park, and um, uh, country view or North view, depending on what you call it. Um, it's country view on the website. It's North view pretty much any other way that you look it up, but any of those four locations, um, there'll be people there to assist you Monday through, um, Saturday, I think from, um, seven to four. And then on Sunday, they're closed, but their dumpsters will be there for 24 hours a day. What we do ask is that you don't bring any kind of hazardous waste, materials, chemicals, paints, fluorescent lighting, anything like that. Pretty much anything else besides just household refuge like food, waste, and things like that. You can just put in the garbage can. We'd prefer you not bring those either. Um, 
So that's a long way to say speaking of tires um, and fighting mosquitoes. Um, we're also going to be doing kind of like an initiative to collect as much tires as we can around town to help reduce the amount of mosquitoes and things like that we'll have. And so if you have tires, uh, you can put them where um, kind of like around the same place you'd put your garbage. And our public services department will be going through the city all through the month of April picking those up as well. And I know the chief has um, some things also he'd like to talk about um, for this initiative that we're doing. So you can take that, Chief. Sure. The month of April is uh, National Volunteer Month. And so we're looking for uh, volunteers that are are willing to help us with uh, uh, road right-of-ways and areas of the community that that, that don't necessarily have a a owner present or their vacant lots. And and so uh, uh, we're not going onto the lots, but we are going to deal with the road right-of-ways around the lots and and, and do some cleanup. And uh, um, we're basically uh, we're we're, uh, documenting the areas that need to clean up, and then we're we're pairing – groups and people up with those areas and so so if they call the police department they, they can find out uh you know an area that that needs help and, and uh and we'll be tracking the uh, number of volunteer hours that we have and and something that we'll, we'll be taking care of the other thing we're asking also is is that that some of these areas do have tires and so we're asking for uh, volunteers that, that might have a, a pickup truck um, because the uh the dump will take uh, um, four to five tires per household and so if we have somebody that's willing to uh, take them, uh, then that would, would save the uh, the city money because it's going to cost the city money to pick up the tires. Um, I think it's four twenty five, uh, four dollars and twenty five cents per tire for the city to pick it up, whereas a, a resident can dump them for free. And so, so we'll be partnering with that, and we'll we'll um, have people um, from the police department that'll also be doing some of the volunteering. And uh, we we've already have one lady who's a uh, um, a shut in, a widow, and and she called us up and said she's having problems with getting her uh, mow uh, lawn mowed and, and and her hedges, and and so uh, we'll be going out there and, and and doing that as well. So anybody that that has that type of situation, if they make us aware of it, uh, we'll do our best to volunteer get volunteers to to assist with that, and that'll be throughout the the month of april and and we're really excited about it we've already had groups call in uh, asking for for locations and and uh um we we definitely have locations to take care of and and um and we'll have the uh the dumpsters out there also so so um we should be able to provide the the labor and 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 a means to to dump it and and we should be able to uh uh, keep crestry beautiful yeah i i um you know when you and i first started talking about this last month um I was, uh, it took me a second to get my, my head around the whole concept of it. But once I did, I, I think it was, it's a, it's a great idea. I'm excited that you, you know, you brought it to me and we talked about it and, and decided to go in the direction that we're going with it. You know, I know you were going to do something no matter what, but, um, doing a, a the citywide cleanup type thing is something that I've been hoping we would do for a while now. Anyways, I think spring is a great time to do it because the weather isn't too crazy outside and, um, Hopefully we'll get, you know, even more volunteer groups. And if you do want to volunteer, we ask that you contact the police department, um, not 911, but <laughs> just the, the normal police department. Um, and uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. If they uh, dial extension 7, once they call into the non-emergency number, that'll put them through to, to uh, my office and, and we'll, we'll gather their information and then call them back and, and, uh, and get that worked out. Okay. So if, if you call the standard, what is the standard police department? It's 407-682-3544 uh, and then extension 7. Okay, so 850-682-3544, extension 7? Yes. 
All right. And you can get in contact with someone that will get you. Uh, what we're doing is we're putting together group lists and then we're going to assign areas um, so that we're proper and safe and all those things. Um, and one of the things that we're asking also is, is that, that you tell us what size group you're going to have so we can pair the right. You know, we don't want to send somebody that's got 50 volunteers to, to an area that could be taken care of by two people and vice versa. And then also, um, you know, how much work they're actually willing to do, whether whether it's just picking up a little bit of litter or if it's something that, that, that they can actually move some some trash to a, a, a dumpster location. Okay. And, and don't be dissuaded if you are a single individual and you still want to be a part of this. You can be. And then if you want, we can connect you with a group also uh, so that you can assist them. Um, yeah, so I think that's uh, going to do it for us uh, on this episode. Um, I want to say thank you, Sonida, for joining me. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and um, we will uh, definitely do some more stuff uh, related to code um, in another uh, later episode because I think that people, I think uh, us spending a little bit more time and getting a little bit more depth understanding uh, is probably going to be helpful for some people. And uh, as always, Chief McCosker, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it, and thanks for helping us get the word out about the uh, volunteer month. Yes, sir. I'm I'm glad to help. And with that, I just want to say again, um, Crestview is it's a beautiful place to live. I love living here, and I hope that uh, you'll all join us through the month of April to keep Crestview beautiful. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Civic View. You can hear new episodes every Friday on Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, Audible, Podbean, iHeartRadio, and on our website at www.cityofcrestview.org. Civic View is a public affairs program produced and recorded right here at City Hall and is also featured Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. on WAAZ-FM and WJSB-AM. Our music is recorded, produced, and performed by Scott Holmes, and you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at City of Crestview. And with that, I'll say be safe, Crestview, and I'll catch you next time.